I've heard it said that the past is a foreign country. It's not familiar to you. It's it's strange, somewhat um, recognizable, I guess, but um, but not what you're used to. But the the weird one is when you're talking about your own past, talking about your own history, and you are confronted with elements of it that you maybe had forgotten, or the details are still fuzzy. I was, um, I decided to, to work on my storage unit a bit today. My storage unit um, became a necessity after my mother died because I needed to process all of her things. Really, it was a couple of years later, but uh, when I needed to empty out the house. But even at the time, uh, I was trying to process everything. One of the things I've come to realize, and it's a trait that I... uh, I also exhibit is that my mother was a well see pack rat doesn't quite encompass it um but she didn't she didn't throw much out and there was a very practical side of that and I I've inherited the practical side as well which is that everything that can be used should be used to its uttermost uh, and then, only then, when it is worn out, when it's no longer functional, when it can no longer be transformed into something else that can be useful, only then uh, should it be discarded. So I was looking at a um, a folder of paper today, a random one, because I was actually interested in the folder and using it for something else, and which is really kind of the same symptom, but I, I, I didn't have any other folders. Um, and this is a, a stack of papers that I haven't processed yet, which has been in my apartment probably for five years, um, which I had only only basically looked at. And it contained what looked like uh, copies of an important important documents. Um, there was a um, it was thick too, and the largest um, legal sized uh, document was a copy of the Constitution of a Multicultural Association, which my mother was part of, um, near home. And it, I've, I've, I've since had to deal with those in a couple of different um, scales. So I, it was kind of interesting reading it over and going, yeah, well, that's a standard clause, and that's pretty understandable. And, oh, yeah, that's, that's pretty normal. Um, and I kind of finished reading it and realized, well, there's two copies here. That's kind of odd. Nothing else in this folder seemed to be like that. I, I looked at the other pieces of paper and it's like, well, this is, these are, these are, um, flyers or handouts that would be for one of the multicultural events. And they're all the same, except for the fact that they're blank on one side, which is often the case. You know, you create a poster or create something like that and you make multiple copies of it, but you only need to copy one side. Um, this is in the days when two sided copying was actually manual as well back in um, somewhere in the eighties, I think. And then I realized there were a couple of other pieces of paper at the back of this folder. 
beyond those those flyers. Um, and I realized this is my drawing stuff. They were all pieces of computer paper, pieces that had been the excess pieces when my mother had done some programming and printed it out on a printer and uh, word processing or whatever, and then it would just continue to scroll. I like the texture of that older paper. This is, this is um, oh man, do I even remember what it was called? I think Fanfold is one of them because it's a continuous sheet of paper that you can... Um, that you can cut off yourself, but it had the it had the sides on it to be fed through a printer um, gear essentially, and so it could be very tightly and, and carefully aligned. Anyway, I realized that this was nothing of any importance. This was old diagrams, old drawings I was doing because I used to do that all the time, and I would always need paper. <laughs> I think that that was probably pretty true when I was a kid. I always needed paper. I wanted something to scribble on. My, my drawings weren't very good. The, the, it turns out when as I unfolded this, I could see that this was this was as much me doing studies. I had a lot of hand pictures trying to capture what a hand looked like, which I was probably doing when I was in my teens or earlier. And that's when I realized this was just a folder full of blank paper. One side of all of those were blank Therefore, it can be scribbled on. And this is something I discovered as well, which I had known about, but I kind of realized because now I'm older, I've, I've, I've kind of had a habit of, of analyzing things, which I did not at the time. Um, but I, I realized my mother would also just write on whatever piece of paper happened to be handy. She would make little booklets, uh, little small you know, quarto-sized booklets by clipping together paper, which had only been used on one side, and she would have her own own pad of paper. Uh, and I've done similar things. I like to have pads of paper around. I find sticky notes are my favorite. But it's weird that I, I never really, I mean, I knew that was the case, but it never really occurred to me. Uh, I never really thought of it as something odd. I never really analyzed it. And so I went through my storage unit today, which contains a lot of stuff of hers. It also contains stuff of mine. I don't want to imply that it's all just just piles of whatever she happened to collect. Although there's a lot of that too. And after a few uh, a few hours, I kind of had felt like I had some things I could take out and integrate in my normal life. Some things I could go through and possibly get rid of a fair amount of. Uh, and then some other things that were just trash. But what I ended up bringing home and what consumed the rest of my day was a box of cookbooks. Well, okay, there were cookbooks in there. Some of them very old, a lot of regional cookbooks, um, multiple versions sometimes. There's a Barber's cookbook in there, which I think is regional. I think that's maritime-wide. The Barber's cookbooks were um, <laughs> incredibly terse descriptions of recipes with almost no instruction 
Uh, and in fact, the, the ingredients list could be omitting certain things. You would read the, read the, the recipe and realize that it told you to add butter, but it never actually mentioned butter in the ingredients list. They were written for, um, well, to be terse because they wanted to fit a lot of them into this book, but also the, the assumptions that they made about who was reading them is remarkable. And we've changed our assumptions in general now when, when recipes are written. They're written to be uh, explicit. Um, all the stages are there. All the ingredients are included. That was not the case back then. Interestingly enough, though, the recipes were all um, garnered from essentially the public, I think. It must have been a write-in campaign or something, and they all have names at the bottom of these recipes. I haven't gone through the, the Barber's Cookbook in a while, but it's kind of classic. It is disturbing and of its own time when you realize that some of the names that were given aren't even the names of the people who wrote the recipe down. Because they would be, uh, for example, Mrs. Adam Warlock. I'm just picking that name out of nowhere. That's the Marvel character. But um, it was clearly a Mrs. And it wasn't just a, an, an Adam name that was used for a woman. It was actually someone who identified themselves, that their entire identity within this book consisted of how they were the wife of someone else. So that's a little disturbing. But nonetheless... It's an artifact of artifact of a time. And so I was going through this this box and setting aside the the cookbooks themselves. I'll look at those in more depth. There was a couple of of interesting cookbooks. Um, I that I read one in, in more much more detail, which was a book about potatoes, uh, an entire cookbook about potatoes. Um, which is very fitting for someone who's from potato country in New Brunswick. But the rest were a collection of recipes gathered from wherever. A few of them were magazine clippings. A bunch of them were magazine were um, the insides of containers, such as the inside of margarine or the inside of of uh, uh, cream cheese or the inside of uh, craft dinner, I think, as well. And just these these little little bits and pieces that were everywhere. And there was no order to them. They were just sort of piled into the box. Now, maybe there was an order originally. These were all taken out of my house in rather rapid succession because I wanted to get it done. And I think I was also not exactly processing what was happening. It was a good uh, mindless activity to do. Uh, but now I'm taking the time to to take all these apart and and organize them, which is much more my style today, which you wouldn't know. If you looked around my kitchen, because I've never been able to successfully find the organization that, that both works and that I can continue with. But it was an interesting experience of kind of kind of following in my mother's footsteps. My mother had a lot of cookbooks, and I have a lot of cookbooks. I, I love to cook. She loved to cook. She She had to be very practical about a lot of the cooking that she did, but she had at one point run a, uh, a, um, a fast food joint a greasy spoon of some kind. And and certainly um, she cooked a lot of things from scratch. But it was also an era when from scratch included prepared foods inside, such as getting soups um, 
or you know you would have uh, a lot of these are also branded things. So you have your Velveeta cheese that's specifically required in here, or you would have your Kraft dinner uh, specifically required. But it was interesting going through those and 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 kind of how nostalgic it made. But again, it also reminded me that I had no system at the time. There was no organization for any of this. There was no thought of that. And I, I kind of regretted not having done that when she was still alive. Uh, of course, I, I couldn't have known how long I would have um, and whether I would have that opportunity. And I think there was some of that starting. She had been away traveling for 30 years, or not 30 years, 20 years. Um, so I hadn't really even been in the same place as her for quite some time. Um, but I knew this was going to be, <laughs> I realized this was going to be a dangerous box for me to go out uh, to take because it would be slow for me to analyze. It would be slow for me to dissect, um, because I'm, I'm fascinated by recipes. Some of these books date back to before I was born. Uh, there's a couple of date back, at least a couple of years before I was born. Others are th all throughout the 80s and feature some of the um, late 70s, early 80s style weird gelatin desserts and things like that. Um, but there's a lot of them that I'm kind of curious about actually picking a recipe or two to cook. If there's one thing that I would love to do more, it is cooking. If there's two things I would like to do more, it's cooking and writing. If there's th three things, there's a lot of things that I would like to do more. That's what I'm saying. But I had the moment today. I had the time to indulge and look into these books. And it was, uh, it was nice. I've been wondering out loud. I am Mark the Encaffeinated One. I, I have needed to go into my storage unit for a while. Every once in a while, I get ambitious. I pull things out, but I don't get a chance to move much further forward. This time, I feel more determined. I think it's because I've spent the last seven months doing the same thing for the radio station, pulling everything out, taking a good look at it, taking a hard look at it, deciding that I can't keep everything, so I have to make decisions. And that was good. That was a good, good inspiration for this particular work. I didn't get rid of a lot. There's still, there's a lot of my car right now, uh, waiting to be getting rid of, but it is inspiring to me to keep moving forward and to start reducing the things that I have to recognize the, the pack rat, uh, mentality my mother had that I inherited and recognize that order can be brought to all of this stuff, but it's also nice just to take a moment to indulge in memory and remembering what it was like. And how I wasn't conscious at the time. How strange it is to feel like you weren't really awake for most of your life. Not really aware of what was going on. And kind of missing that, too. It was a simpler time. Not necessarily better. But simpler. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.